Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with me, your host, Ken. I'm a retired teacher documenting my hobby journey here on the pod, finding teachable moments to share with all of you along the way. Don't forget to hit me up on social media on Instagram at sportscard underscore lessons. Hit that follow button. And you can also find me on YouTube by searching Sports Card Lessons. If you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Five days, five days, I'll be at my first national. Very excited, counting down the days. Five days. Welcome, everyone. What is going on? Hope everyone's having a great week. Uh, we're having a, we're at the start of a heat wave here in Connecticut. Supposed to be the next, I don't know, eight, nine days, over 90 degrees. So it's my, this is my time. I love this time in the summer. Love the heat. The hotter, the better. Uh, and, and I'm sure uh, um, Atlantic City is not going to disappoint with, with, the, uh, with the weather down there as well. Uh, but this week, uh, as soon as I'm finishing recording this, uh, heading down to the Connecticut shoreline, spending a little time this week down at the beach, uh, looking forward to it, looking forward to, to a little rest and a little reset before National because I know it's going to get crazy there next week. Um, and I know there's some card shops down that way uh, where I'm going to be uh, along the shoreline. And uh, if I find some time, if I if I get motivated and I can tear myself away from the family uh, for a little while, uh, I may take a ride. But if not, it's okay because I'm sure I'm going to have uh, I'm sure going to have uh, you know enough card overload next week to last a whole year. So let's get into it. Uh, this past weekend, I did the Garden State show in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey. I talked about this. Um, the show was previously, so the the last three of these I did, uh, they were all in Sea Caucus um, at La Quinta Suites. So it's like 10 minutes away. It, it was just a different venue. And I kind of like this one a little better. That one there, you... Uh, the La Quinta, you had to pull up in front and unload and then go park in the little parking garage. It was free, but it, it was right, you know, right next door to the hotel. So, um, you know, going with a partner, it works out fine. You unload the car. One person can go park the car and the other one can, you know, pull the cart in with all the uh, all the stuff on it. Uh, but this one, it had a parking lot. It was at the lower level of the Hilton. Uh, you drove down, you parked in the parking lot. It was flat. You loaded up your car, cart right in walked right into the show it was really easy uh to for setup and and to to tip for tear down to get out of there it was it was a lot easier uh and i really liked this setup uh shout out to laz uh on instagram at laz new york's it's laz l-a-z-n-y-c uh and if you don't follow him follow him because i'll tell you what he just he can put on a show all the shows I go to, uh, I, I just his shows never disappoint. And, and if you and if you just go to his in Instagram, 
uh, and you can check out his page, check out the pictures where he shows the room empty and the room full. And when you see the room full, that was all day. That's that's not like, oh, this was just one hot moment between 11 and 11.15 or something like that. All day long. There's just constant traffic all day long. It's a crowded room and uh, and they do not disappoint. His shows do not disappoint. He 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 does it right. He definitely does it right. Um, the traffic he pulls in for this show is just unbelievable. And, and, and it's, I, I'm sure it's the situation where it's situated, situated too. I mean, you've got new New York, uh, New Jersey. It's just over the bridge. It's like 10 minutes over the GW bridge. Um, and it's so local to so many people there. There were people there from the city. There were people there from Long Island. There were people there from Connecticut. There were people there that were that lived in New York, but outside of the city. It was just so convenient for so many people to come in. So it's definitely a lot of traffic. Uh, and this is really going to these shows. This is what really got me not to set up at the smaller local shows. Now I go to the local shows and I, and I make deals. I bring my cards and I go in and I work, but I, I don't actually set up at these smaller shows anymore. And, and, and I can tell you just, just from these shows, these last shows, the two, the last two shows I did, the sales I did this weekend far, far exceeded both those shows combined, probably a five X in sales to, to the last to the two previous shows. Um, so I, I recommend if you're in driving distance and you see, he has, I know he has a show coming up. It's going to be in the city uh, in August. I won't be there. I'm actually going to be on vacation. I won't be setting up for that one. But if you're within driving distance, I definitely recommend you go to, go to these shows. 100% recommend it. Uh, a couple shout outs. Uh, shout out Craig at New York City Sports Cards. Uh, he came and set up. Uh, I had him on the show. He was a guest on, uh, did an interview on the show um, earlier in the season. Uh, just a great guy. Loves setting up. We set up uh, together um, at the uh, the Big Apple in New York City. So this was the first time I've seen him since then. Uh, he set up two rows behind me. So it was really great to see him. Uh, Dave at DJ's Sports Card 86. Dave, if you know Dave, Dave's at every show. There, there is not a show local everywhere. If there's a show, Dave's set up. If there's two shows in one day, somehow he's set up at both shows. I don't know how he does it, but he, if there's a show set up, Dave's at that show. Uh, shout out to Rob at Sports Card Therapist. Uh, he was not there, but definitely home of FOMO uh, with his newborn son texting me all day. What's going on? How's the show? How's sales? What are you doing? What pickups are you making? Definitely, definitely had FOMO. So just a shout out to him and uh, shout out to John from behind the diamond came, stopped by. I know I met John. Uh, we set up together. Uh, I talked about John uh, down when we did the Hofstra show in Long Island. We set up, set up together down there. So John was at the show. He was not set up, but came by visit chat. We talked, uh, talked to, talked about to John about coming on. I'm going to do an interview with him coming up in the future. So that'll be fun. Something to look forward to. We'll have him on the pod. Um, so yeah, it was just, it, it was great that, you know, it's funny because there's a lot of other people I expected to see there that weren't there that, that set up it either set up or come to last, last shows. And I, I kind of felt that, you know, it's the summer, life gets in the way, people are on vacation, people are away. I know a couple of people I reached out to and said, what happened? 
you know, I expected to see you there. And they were in Dallas at the Dallas card show. Um, they went down there for that one. So uh, I think, though, by all the messaging that's going on, I think I'm going to see probably everyone I know in the card business in the in the hobby here at nationals so i'm kind of excited about that uh so i'll definitely be able to catch up with people there um and and it's funny because that you know you go to a show right and it's a one-day thing people come to your table you have to deal with people but people going to national there for a week right there's there's so much extra time to uh to to be able to hang out with people and catch up with people and 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 do some fun things so Again, looking forward to that. You can tell I'm excited about National, right? So the show, um, first off, I was not able to use my fancy director's chair, or as some call it, the lifeguard stand. Um, the tables were too close together. There was no way I was going to be able to put that between. And, and as it was with the two chairs, with the person right behind me, um, we were kind of bumping into each other all day, just with a regular chair. I finally had to just take the chair out of the way because it was just, it was getting to be too much and it was too crowded. I just, there was no way I could sit and talk to people all day. So, uh, I basically stood all day and, and at the end of the day, my feet, my legs, my back, uh, they were definitely feeling it. Uh, when I got in the car, I was like, oh man, I didn't realize, you know, how I was feeling after just standing all day long. But, you know, I, I, I back in the fall and and early, early part of this year before I got that that director's chair and, and that's the reason I got it because after the show I'd be like really feeling it just from standing all day and uh and and I I just have to throw out there and I think I've I've mentioned this a few other times that I walk every day almost 365 days a year I have a loop through my through my neighborhood that I walk it's just under four miles and I walk it every single day so it's not like I'm not used to being on my feet it's not like I'm not I don't get exercise like I get a lot of exercise I you know I, I never miss my walks and uh yeah even after even after being here all day um I still feel it I still definitely feel it and I think it's that just that standing in one place and not actually moving is is what causes that additional pain there um and i'm hoping at national i'm hoping I'm, i can use my chair at national because if not i might need a wheelchair by saturday um i'm hoping that i mean i know it's going to be busy and the way that chair is designed i can sit and deal with people at the same time so i uh, definitely hope i can use it there um you remember i talked about i i coined the phrase know the show uh, so I know the last shows, this is about the fifth one I've done. So I, I prepared accordingly and it really paid off. Like I expected a lot of traffic. Uh, I, I knew how to price my things, um, because I've been at these shows and I know, I know where the price points are and, 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 and how to advertise, what to put out, what to bring certain things. I just left home certain things. I know I've gone to these shows and I haven't sold anything. So I just left those, I left those home. So I put the, brought the things that, that I knew were going to sell. And they did. I mean, it, it certainly paid off. So again, just knowing the show as you're doing, if you're setting up at these shows, as you do these shows, you get to know what's hot at these shows, what people are looking for at these shows. Um, I was, uh, I was set up at the front door, uh, Shout out to Laz on that. Put me right at the front door, right next to my buddy Nick from uh, the Slab Exchange. Um, and if you remember, I talked about uh, Nick in a few episodes setting up to him 
setting up next to him um, at last shows. So we were still together, which was great. He was just a great show partner. Um, back in uh, back in episode five, I talked about uh, you know just having a moment looking at Nick's cases and looking at my table and looking back and just watching the show evolve and the crowd of people at Nick's table. And Nick had a few sales and his day was done. I mean, it was paid for because he had all high-end cards in there. And it was something that I wanted to do. I mean, I knew I, I would, ne- I'm not going to say never. I know at this point, I'm not in that lane to have those really, really high-end cards. But I've been working like you, you've been here, you've been following this journey with me and you see the cards and the cards I'm I'm picking up and I'm trading up into, uh, from where I was and where I, you know, 20 episodes our 20th episode where I started with, with cards there and where I'm up to now is the difference between night and day. Uh, and I talked about getting to that point, getting, getting there. That, that was my goal to have a, a, a Nick like case on my table. And, uh, you know, we set up and that, you know, I got there and set up and, uh, you know, Nick and I chatted for a bit and he comes over and says, Hey, any good pickups lately? And he goes over and he looks at my case and I can tell by the look on his face. I mean, he just looked up there, looked up at me and said, Whoa, he said, you've really come a long way. He goes, this is, these cards are unbelievable. You know, do you mind if I open the case? He's pulling cards out. He's looking at me. He's like, oh, where did you get this? How? Oh, this is a beauty. And, and just going on and on with different cards. And we we're just talking about the deals. I'm going back. And, and, and you know, it's funny because he says he listens to the pod. Um but he never sees, he never, he never watches it on YouTube. So I talk about cards and, and, and I'm showing them to you if you're watching them on YouTube. Uh, but he doesn't see him. He said, somehow he says, I, I just, I, I know you're talking about these, but now when I look at it and I'm looking at your case, this is unbelievable. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of people during the day, it was my first time that a lot of people actually would say, wow, you have a lot of nice cards in this case, a lot of nice cards. And I was just, and I, I'm beaming, you know, beaming on the inside because this is my goal. This is my goal to get people to to come up and be like, you know, wow, and and look in the case. And if this is what they're looking for, to buy these things, it, it, it is definitely my goal. And the kicker, the kicker of this is another dealer came to my table and looked at my case and said, yep, he goes, this is my goal, you know, to get to, to get to have a case like this. <laughs> I started laughing. I said, I was where you were six months ago. Uh, and when I tell you that, honestly, handed him my card. I said, listen to my podcast. I said, you'll listen to and, and and you'll know exactly what I did to get this case right here. Uh, everything, every card you see in this case, there's a story and it, and, and it's right there on the podcast. Very excited. He's going to go back and hopefully he's going to listen to it and, 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 you know, go on his journey. Like I've gone on mine to build a better case. Um, and you know, that moment when you feel like you've you arrived, right? Where people recognize you in the hobby, especially at the shows where they come over. I mean, I, if you set up at the shows, you know what I mean? Like people will come, other dealers will come and they'll glance and they won't say anything. They may say hello, they won't say anything and they'll just keep going by your case. But you know you have arrived when other dealers, when you're setting up or coming over and they're starting to ask right away the price on this, what about, you know, what's the best you can do? And, and they're talking to you, wow, this is a nice car. Now they, like, like they, they treat you as an equal. 
Uh, and I know when I first started up, started doing this and I, and I'm not going to, I'm going to say that people in the hobby have been great. Like all, all other dealers, if I go talk to them, they've all been great. Um, but there's definitely, you can tell if you're observant enough, you can tell that how people view you, how other dealers will view you, whether they feel like you're in the same lane as them, or if you're in a different lane. Uh, and, and if you're, you're starting out and you've got, you know, not, I, I don't want to say bad cards in your case, cause there's really no bad cards. Right. But maybe a lot of low end stuff where I started just a ton of low end stuff in there. Uh, and, and always like knowing all these other cards exist, but just, they're not in my case. And then starting to build, build, build your case. And I don't know, it's just this feeling, you know, you've arrived when other dealers that you see and they're coming over and now they're looking in the case, they're talking, they're talking about your, you know, and, and they're making deals. And we're going to talk about a deal that I made. Uh, I made a kind of a big deal at, at you know, at, at, at this show with another dealer before. In fact, I'm just going to jump into it now. Um, I had another, I had an, another dealer before the show started, uh, Frank Owen, shout out to Frank. He's not on Instagram. Hope you're listening, Frank, but, um, he came by and he was looking and he was like, wow, you know, you got, you got a lot of nice cards in the case. He says, I have a lot of higher end cards. He says, I'm looking to, I, I'm looking to kind of trade down. I'd like to pick up, you know, four or five, six, seven smaller cards. Are you interested in trading up to a bigger card? Um, come on, man. Really? Do you know me? <laughs> of course I am. Uh, I said, yeah. I said, he goes, let me go grab some cards and I'll bring it back. And, uh, you know, maybe we can make a deal. I said, all right. So then he comes back to my table with some cards and I could see the one on the top was a Tom Brady bowman chrome and i thought to myself dear diary jackpot all right last week on the pod with uh rob my good friend rob sports card therapist we were talking about cars to acquire and he was kind of pushing me a little because i really never talk about what i'm looking for because sometimes i really don't know you know what i'm looking for until i see it right and i think a lot of us are like some of us are like that other other of us are are very focused we know what we want uh, and Rob's one of those guys. He always knows exactly what he wants, but, but he's this big believer that if you put it out to the universe, that it's going to come to you. Right. So if you listen to the interview last week, he kind of pushed me a little. And I said, I said, yeah, I said, I, I think, you know, in the back of my mind, uh, you know, a, a Brady Bowman Chrome, you know, I have a regular 2008 Bowman, I mean, 2000 rookie Bowman of, of Brady. And I thought maybe, a you know, I, I've been thinking in my mind, maybe a, maybe a, a, a Bowman Chrome. Uh, and I know he's going to be taking all the credit for me acquiring this card this weekend, even though he wasn't there, just because he he had me put it out there. And he feels if you put it out there, it comes to you. And in this case, it absolutely did. It just showed up. I mean, it couldn't have showed up any easier to my table. Uh, so... You know, we 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 talked a while and we went through and uh, Frank was just just a great guy to, to to make a deal with because he wasn't looking to beat me up. I wasn't looking to beat him up. We were basically right at comps on things, uh, and and I think we came to an understanding um, because he actually had two 
uh, Brady Bowman Chromes. He had a, a BGS nine and a PSA nine. And I, when we kind of were coming to a deal, I said, look, because you've come with both cards and I really want the PSA nine. If, if you want to make the deal for that, this is this is the 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 price on comps I will give you. But if it's going to be the BGS nine, this is the comps I'm going to give you. And he agreed, and he completely understood. And he said, "I'd really like to hold on to the PSA, so I'm willing to go under comps on this Brady, and willing to give you comps, like straight comps on your cards." Worked out perfect. So the trade there, um, we got a deal done, uh, and I think we were both pretty excited about it. Uh, the Trey Lance, the, the silver prism auto that I got, I got in a break. I talked about that maybe, and, and that was the card I got in a break that when the card was pulled, it was 1800. By the time it showed up, it was down to like 850. And then there were a couple comps between 950 and 1025. So we came to an understanding on a thousand dollar comp on the card. Uh, and that's, really what I was asking for the card at the show. So that, that was, that was an easy one. Um, the next card, uh, was a 2017, uh, the Patrick Mahomes silver prism PSA nine. Uh, and I bought that at 900 when the comp was at 900 and when it was down, uh, and then the comps have come back up. The last one sold for right about, I think it was 1110. So we came to an understanding an $1,100 comp on that. Um, then there was a 2018 Josh Allen, the green prism PSA nine. And if you remember, I picked that up at uh, autograph fest, uh, before the show started, I picked that up for $400. Uh, and the comp on that was about six fifty. Uh, so that's what he gave me on that. Um, 2020, uh, prism, Justin Herbert. Uh, it was a PSA 10. It, it wasn't the prism. It was just the standard, you know, the base card. Um, I paid $200 on that. I think I may have paid a little under maybe 175 or 180, but I, I, in my mind, I, I thought I was into it for about 200 and the comp on it. I put it up for 350. Um, one had just sold for like 327. And, but then there was another one for like 270 something, um, but at the end of the day, you know, he just said, I will do the 350 for now. And if I need to cut some money off on the back end, I will. I said, okay. Um, and then the next three cards, they were all cards that I pulled. I mean, there were all this year's prism. Um, uh, there was a Jamar chase, uh, a green pulsar. Um, the comp on that was $75. I pulled that. I think that came out of a blaster. There was a Zach Wilson cracked ice blaster. The comp on that was $50. That's another card I pulled myself and, uh, a Trevor Lawrence silver prism, uh, variation. The comp on that was, I think was right around a hundred dollars. I had it in my case for one twenty-five, and he was happy to, he was happy to do the the one twenty five, so it ended up equaling out to a trade value about thirty one hundred dollars. Um, now the 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 Brady the the BGS and it's what's interesting on the BGS and I'm learning and this is kind of a little bit my lesson today that I'm going to put out there. And I think most of you probably already know this, but um, I mean I I know that the the grading is on the BGS cards, but I didn't realize how important certain things are. So if you're looking at a card that the centering, you know, when they when BGS lists out 
you know, all the grades for corners, edges, centering, and surface, that the centering is generally the most important part of the, uh, so, it, and the grading itself, like in this particular card that, you know, when I was going through, because there was, and, I, and I'll tell you, tell you why. So I'm looking at comps on this, and now there's a BGS nine that's selling for, that sold for 3,400, but then one sold for 3,800 and one sold for 4,000 and one sold for 4,200. And they were all over the place. But then somebody had said, just if you look at what the grading is on it, like it makes a difference. So the ones that are selling higher generally had three, either 9.5s or 110 and two 9.5s and, and, and an 8.5 or something like that. It had some higher numbers built into the grading on it. Um, this card had higher, it had three 9.5s and an 8.5. So it did have some higher numbers in there. And at the beginning, he kind of felt, and this is where I, 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 did, I didn't understand that grading system. You know, that that's that's why these cards can vary, you know, anywhere from, you know, sell from anywhere from thirty one hundred to forty five hundred. Um, and I didn't quite understand that. So I was just pushing like, look, I I, I, I don't want to be overpriced. Like if I'm going to get this card and put it in my case, if I can get it at thirty one hundred, you know, I can make I can make a profit because all these other cards I could make a profit on. And, and he kind of understood that. So we came to an agreement with that. Um, and, and I think he was, he wasn't that in, he wasn't into the card for that much either because he was pretty agreeable. And I, and I think he figured that he could mark up these cards that I'm giving him enough that he could sell at the show, kind of the know the show. So he felt in his know the show that if he took these lower end cards, he could put a higher profit on and move the cards. Uh, to me, these were the prices that I put on these cards to make a profit. This is, this is, you know, when I calculate, calculate out what I need to make on these cards, they were already, you know, worked into the price that I put on these cards when I put them in my case. So if he was going to give me those prices, I'm already making a profit on there. And now I'm trading to another card that I really, that I really want that the value of this card, you know, it could go, could go up a lot. I mean, it could go down, but it could go up a lot more. Uh, so it was exciting. It was something that I was willing to do. I was willing to level up, move up in, into this bigger card. So when I calculated out the trade value on the card was 3,100, my cost was under 2K. So this card, so now I'm into this card for under $2,000. I, I, I think it came in right around 1,900 or 1,910 or something when I calculated out, you know, what I was into all these other cards that I moved in. So, I mean, it was a home run for me, you know, to be, to be into a, a, a 2,000, you know, Brady Bowman Chrome BGS9. And I literally got into it for $1,900, right? The trade value was 3,100, but... Uh, you know, out of uh, what it cost me was the 1900. So now I'm moving in the right direction. Uh, and, and, and this, this has been the goal from the beginning to be able to keep grinding and grinding and moving up and moving up. And, and now it's starting to pay off. And now I, you know, now I'm starting to get excited about it, but, um, I'm going to show you this card. I'm very excited. If you haven't seen it on my Instagram already, I'll show you this card. Um, and, and I did say the, uh, they were the the nine five nine five nine five the eight five was the surface and the rest were the nine five i'm trying to put that up there again i'll show it twice if you're on uh 
YouTube, you get to see it. I did make a pickup uh, at the show. And I'm just going to show that now because sometimes I do this. I talk about something and I forget to show it. So I'm going to, I'm going to show it now. I was kind of excited about this pickup because when, when I was at trade night, uh, and I did that deal, uh, for the, uh, the, the Justin Herbert card, the same person I was dealing with had this obsidian orange etched, um, Zach Wilson and, I tried to make another deal for that and we didn't really get it done. The comp on the card at the time was about three thirty, And I remember that card because we looked it up and we looked it up and we looked it up. Um, so I was able to pick up this card, um, for, for well under comps and, and I was excited to get it at this price. Uh, I paid one sixty five for this and it was, uh, it's a Zach Wilson orange at etch autograph obsidian and it is number 275 and i'm just going to hold that up and it was nothing great about the deal it showed up and i said what do you need to get for it do you like anything on my case and they said no i just want cash and i said well if i'm just pay cash i said i could probably do like a buck 50 on it and uh he said, uh, he goes, can you do a little better? And I said, I like 165 would be the best I could do. And he said, done. So I was, it was just an easy deal. Uh, and I took the card and I'm excited to have the card and, uh, that'll trip the national with me, Bet you didn't even know it was going to national. Now, it, now it's going right. <laughs> so my, uh, my next deal I did, uh, was kind of a, it was another big deal, uh, at the show. Uh, and it was Jake, uh, at Jake dot Cooperstein and, uh, him and his buddy showed up to the table. didn't say much. They were looking at cards and looking at cards, you know, uh, taking, taking pictures of the card. Like a lot of us do now with the all app and things like that. Uh, and they kept whispering back and forth and other people were coming up to the table. They would, you know, politely move aside. No, 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 go ahead. You know, and I was talking with people and making deals and whatever, probably about after 30 minutes or so, uh, he says, Hey, can we make a package deal? And I said, of course we can. I mean, that's what we're here for. Right. Um, so he said, okay. He said, I want this card, this card, this card, this card, that, and, and he named like 12 cards and I'm looking at them. I'm like, and all out of my, my big case too. And I'm like, okay. And I said, all right. And, and in my mind, I'm like, okay, let's pull these cards out. Let's lay them out because this is how I, this is how I process, you know, what we're doing. Um, so he says, I'll, I want to take all these cards and I'll give you 3000 for them. And I just said, no, <laughs> that's just not going to happen. I mean, we're looking at about $6,000 worth of cards. You're not getting them at 50%. And he said, well, what can, and I said, let's, let's just start one card at a time. Well, what, what card are you most interested in? Let's negotiate each card at a time. Cause that's, what's going to work best for me. Uh, and then we started, we started going from there. Um, I said, no, probably more in the next 30 minutes than I've probably said in a year. Um, just because it was, how about this? How about this? How about, and it was always well under comps. And, and I just kept explaining to him, look, certain cards, I can make a deal with you because I know what I'm into them for, but I'm not just going to give you cards for what I paid for or for less. And I've seen, I, 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 I watch this happen a lot. I don't understand. I mean, I, I guess I kind of understand it, 
Um, and it, you know, it happened at a table right behind me, uh, that, they, they, somebody was negotiating. They were trying to buy a car, trying to buy a car. And I was just listening to the negotiation going on, just being observant. And, and finally he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I can do it at whatever it was, 250 or 275. And he gave him the car. And the guy next to him said, what did you pay for that car? He said, that's exactly what I paid for it. He goes, well, why did you sell it to him? He goes, ah, I don't know. He goes, I figured I could just use the money instead of the card. Um, and I really don't want to do that. I mean, if I have a stale car that I'm trying to get rid of, um, I, I guess I could do that. I mean, most of the time when they become stale, I'm selling them for under what I paid for them. Um, but if I've got a card that I know is is a decent card and, and you know, I say I paid $300 for the card, I really don't want to sell the card for $300, especially if it's a good, if it's not a good card, if it's something I bought into and it's been sitting in my case a while, I can do that. Absolutely. Uh, but this happened to be, a, 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 I mean, I watched the card. I watched the negotiation. It was a, it was a Mac Jones prism um, pulsar or something, you know, like one of those, those green shiny Mac Jones that came out of prism. I, I don't know exactly what it was because I, I didn't actually see into the case. You know, I didn't actually examine the card that was going out, but I thought to myself, I saw it there earlier. I thought to myself, I should ask him what he's asking for that card. And then, uh, and then this card ended up being, but, but on a card like that, I mean, I just wouldn't sell it for what I paid, especially on a Mac Jones or something that's, you know, unless you're just expecting that the market is going to go down and you're just happy to get your money back out of it. Um, but I, I, I just think it's bad business. So when you're asking me to sell you a card, what I paid for it, uh, I can't do it. And some cards I'm, I'm over comps on some cards I paid in and I tell people right up front when you come and they, they look down, they go, Oh, you know, do you have any room on this card? And I said, let me tell you a story. You know, and basically I just say, I'm into this card for, for more than comps. And I, and I, I understand that and I'm not going to sell it any less. So it's in my case because I own it and it's definitely for sale, but the price doesn't make sense unless somebody really, really wants that card and is willing to pay over comps and feels like that, that comp is going to keep going up on it. So a few cards that I, I know I'll, I'll be sitting on for a little bit, but I don't mind using them as, as trade. You know, I don't mind saying, well, look, you know, if my card's down and your card value is down too, I, I don't mind doing a trade. Like, like we, we can, we can go back and look at the actual, you know, comps on each card and, and work forward from there. Cause that would kind of make sense to me, but I'm not gonna, I'm not here to lose money. And the, the, you know, he was persistent. He was definitely, definitely persistent. Uh, I, I knew what cards he wanted. Uh, I knew what cards he was excited about. And the one card that Justin Herbert, that was the, the biggest card in the deal was the Justin Herbert, the RPA that I picked up in a deal with Alan from JA Sports. Uh, I guess it's been two months now. So that card the um, I had in the case at 1500 um, I was probably only in into that card, um, for about 600 and, and, um, the last comp, the last sale on that card was 1300. Uh, and I believe as the deal went on, we, I ended up moving that card at 1100. Um, and then there were the, I don't have all the cards and I'll explain why I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't get the picture of all the cards. Usually I take a picture so I can talk 
all about it when, when I'm on here. I didn't get the picture of this, and I'll explain why later. Uh, the uh, the Mac Jones, the rookie wave, and the My House, that the PSA 10s, they were the pop one. One was a pop one, one was a pop five that just came back from PSA. Now, both of those cards were cards that were pulled. There wasn't much value in those cards, except for it was a pop one and a pop nine. Um, and I didn't have much into those cards at all, but now the value on these cards are like 250, 275. So it's like big profit I can make on those cards. And I was happy to move those cards and he was happy. We'll go right to comp. Yep. Absolutely. Whatever the comp is like, you know, that's, that's what those cards are selling at. Um, and the other card in this deal was, um, well, there's a few cards, but the, the, the next card of this deal, the Trevor Lawrence, the purple to 125, the prism that I just just pack pulled on on Wednesday down at uh, JA Sports. I went down and 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 I purchased one pack out of a out of a prison hobby box, and I pulled this Justin Herbert. And you, you see it on my uh, Instagram, but I don't have the card because obviously it's gone. Uh, but I put that, uh, I pulled that card I, and that was a $375 comp on that card. Uh, now the pack only cost $110. So, or maybe, you know, I think it was 110. Uh, yeah. So there was definitely good profit, uh, a good profit on that card in there. And then there was just a handful of cards that I've just been carrying around, um, that have been in the case that were really kind of low end that just wanted to throw it in, throw it in. Um, and then he kept wanting some bigger cards, but he wanted them too cheap. And he, I think at the end of the day, he was prepared to spend $4,000. Uh, we made a deal at $2,400 and he kept saying, uh, like I want, I have more money. I want to spend more money, you know, sell me these cards. And I said, I'll sell you these cards for the right price. I just can't let them go. Uh, and other dealers were like, looking like, Hey, come to my table. You don't got that cash. You want to spend it. And, and that's fine. I, and I've talked about this. Like if I was show up a show and I didn't sell a card and I went home, I'd be okay with that. I'd absolutely be okay with that. Um, it, it's not my day job. So I'm not going to let a card go for less than you know, for le for less than I paid for it, I'm not going to lose money on any higher end cards. It's just, it's just full, especially with national right around the corner. And basically I was building this inventory for national. So I did move, you know, I did move some, some, uh, some higher end cards, but I ended up with an even higher end card. And then I moved some other cards and put some cash in my pocket, right? It's, it, it's, it's kind of, I've, ac I accomplished everything that I wanted to do at this show. Um, I signed on to this show late because in my mind, I was like, well, I got national coming. I don't want to. Then I thought to myself, wow, I still have a lot of these, you know, a handful of these stale cards. Maybe I can move, maybe I can, you know, move up to a bigger card. So definitely going there. I accomplished everything I wanted to at this show. I moved some stale cards. I moved some lower end cards and I moved a few bigger cards for a bigger card. Uh, so I've got, you know, another bigger card for national and I've got some cash, right? Some cash in my pocket, which is cash is king at these shows. So, you know, this is definitely what I was looking to do. Uh, and the other thing I'll talk about when I talk about know the show. Um, so I've been carrying the baseball box around with me, all these baseball cards from the Bowman Chrome and the Bowman, uh, the, the, from now the mega boxes and the Bowman Chromes and, 
I went back through those. Uh, I talked about this a few weeks ago and, and, and all the rookie, all the, the first Bowman's and I, I kept all those. I just left those in the box, but all the other stuff that were autoed and numbered, I started going through it and realized half these guys didn't never went anywhere or did anything. There was a good handful of people that did. And those are the higher end cards, the good cards. I sold those off already, but now I had a box, you know, I had a box, maybe about a hundred cards, right? Um, Actually, I counted them out because somebody there was about 160 cards in there because somebody was thinking about buying the whole box and we never came to a deal. But the last two shows, I didn't sell any of those out of that box and they were all priced at five, ten, fifteen dollars, maybe a couple twenty dollar ones. Uh, so going into this show, I said, you know what? It's dead weight. I don't want to carry it around anymore. Uh, I, I opened these packs back in 2020 and 2021. So there's really, it's anything I can't any, any money that comes out of this now is just found money. So, um, I took, I, there was a couple of the, anything that was $20 and up, I moved to a $15 price. Uh, any of that were five and $10. I switched to three and $5 and I put it in there. And I, and I think I sold. Uh, about 65 or 70 of those cards. Now, I didn't sell one of those cards at the last two shows, and I sold almost 70 of those cards at this show. So they were just, and, and I knew they would sell. I knew if the price was right because they're all numbered and autographed and refractors. I mean, some of them are people that are in the minors, and who knows, maybe maybe they may come out and do something one day. But at this point, it's just not a box I want to keep carrying around. Um, I did the same thing with uh, UFC and soccer, but I didn't sell many of those. And I didn't expect to on that. Um, most of the people there were looking at football and baseball. I know soccer is kind of dead right now. Uh, and I haven't even, I like this show, I didn't even bring any soccer to at all. Uh, and it's funny because a couple of people came up and said, is that all the soccer you have? And I said, well, for today, yeah. I said, that's it. Just, just what's there. I said, I have soccer, but you know, I'm just, I'm not going to be putting it out at shows right now. And, and going around too, I, I mean, I see a lot of people, you know, doing deals for soccer cards, but I know just the prices are down on them. So, um, and, and I, and, and I know, I know, um, people coming to my table with soccer cards that, you know, say, you know, they're trying to sell them, but they're, they want to be over comps on them. So there's, there's, if, if, if they're trading them, which I think a lot is what's happening now is, is people are, are doing a lot with the trading of the cards. If your card is down and my card is down, that trade makes a lot of sense. But if you're bringing a card to me and you want my cash, it, it makes no sense for me to pay over comps right now. Um, so I'm all set on that right now. Uh, looking forward to national, uh, my plan, uh, next week is to drop an episode a night with a daily recap. So sometime on Wednesday night, Thursday morning, you'll get a Wednesday recap. So I'm driving down there early Wednesday, uh, set up on Wednesday. Uh, I think it was one to seven. Is it one to six? It's one to something. It starts at one o'clock to something, maybe one to five, one to six, whatever it is. Um, probably hit an activity after uh, after that. I've got a list of things and people doing different things and just have to figure out what I'm going to do. Um, but I'm definitely going to uh, bring my equipment and uh, 
put some episodes together just to recap uh, day one, day two, day three. So you'll get one Thursday morning, Friday morning, and Saturday morning. And then I will be walking the show on Saturday and I'll give you an update also too of what happens with Panini. I have an appointment with them at like 11 o'clock Saturday morning on my redemption. So that, that should be interesting in itself to see what happens there. Um, so yeah, wish me luck. Uh, and if you're there, come and see me at my table. Uh, it's either 529 or 628. The, the tables are in the same booth, but one's on one row and one's on another. That's why the numbers are so far apart, but they're, the, the tables are in the same booth. Uh, right by the front door. And I'll post Wednesday exactly which table I'm at. I'll probably, after I set up, I'm going to do uh, just a little Instagram live of my setup and, and what it looks like before the doors open over there. So, uh, so well, we know the upcoming show is the National. And the other show uh, in August, East Coast National, is August 26th, 27th, 28th. Uh, looking forward to that as well. Um, and we'll talk about that after national. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, please subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you. <laughs>